Hey guys, welcome to season two of the Bluegrass Basketball Podcast. I'm Kayla Van Hoos, and returning with us for another season is John Moore, who is in a great mood today. Right, John? You darn right, I'm in a great mood today. Also, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. We are doing an audio-only version of this podcast this week. We've tried to do video. We've had some technical difficulties. So if you are going to leave a comment and complain about the audio portion not being 100% perfectly sound, then you can call ESPN and you can call them and ask if we can get on one of their sits and we'll do plenty of video. Yep. Just enjoy the content. We don't need any negativity. Continue. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Before I introduce our third guest, I want to get everybody up to speed on some improvements and changes. Bluegrass Basketball has partnered with the Kentucky Association of Basketball Coaches. For those of you who don't know what that means, it's KBC. Um, they they are the coach association across the state, so uh, John and I felt like that would bring you more accurate information as we go along the season because we can kind of reach out to anybody and everybody. Um, we've also expanded our coverage. We have multiple new staff members and contributors, one of which is Mr. Josh Davis, who is on the call with us today. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. I appreciate you having me. And, and honestly, as far as the audio only, maybe this is just a, a subtle message that maybe we just have like the, the old saying, face for radio. So I, I don't know about, about you two, but I, I, I've heard that before about myself. So <laughs> I have never heard that about myself, but I would never hey, admit I if I did. <laughs> I got I got everything for radio, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh, hopefully will give us that missing link to Western Kentucky that we've needed for a while. Um, you guys spoke up, and we kind of listened, and we reached out to Josh, who knows quite a bit about the round ball out in that direction. Uh, we're not going to put all the weight on his shoulders because he kind of accused us of, uh, of being the scapegoat for the Western Kentucky region, but that's not true. We'll we'll take care of him. He's going to take care of us. Uh, it's going to be great. So we're going to get started. First, John wanted to talk about the Kentucky and an All-Star Series. Uh, we had a really good summer, so I'm going to let John recap that with you guys. Well, I just wanted to give everybody kind of a uh... – Heads up or an update, I guess, on what kind of happened um, this summer in Kentucky basketball, high school basketball, because we really haven't uh, been out here since the state tournament. And obviously a lot of things happen um, with kids individually, um, with, you know, all-star games. We have Kentucky-Indiana. We have Kentucky-Ohio. We have a bunch of different ones that go on, and we had some really good things happen. So I thought it was important to inform everyone about that. Um, probably the most prominent one we do is the Kentucky-Indiana All-Star Series. And here in the last couple of years, we've actually brought back the junior All-Stars. So I just wanted to touch on that. Our, our junior boys All-Stars swept the Indiana junior boys. And I think everybody that kind of keeps up with what's going on in high school basketball in Kentucky knows that this year's senior class, which would have been last year's junior All-Stars, is a, is a pretty good class. A lot of people have been looking forward to seeing. We've got a lot of Division I um, potential kids in there and kids of our time, Division One. So for them to go and sweep Indiana, um, I think it's a huge deal. Um, some of the kids that were on that, you had, uh, you know, Dante Allen, Michael Moreno, Kyle Rowe, Isaiah Cozart, Deontay Miles, uh, Jordan Graham, and a host of others. And actually, they were able to sweep Indiana without Kiki Tandy playing, which I think is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, David jo- David Johnson also um, from Louisville Trinity was was a part of that and a big contributor. Um, and just to, just to kind of break down the difference in Kentucky, you know, we we pick an all star team and, and we roll with that, and that's our kids, you know, our twelve to thirteen kids. And Indiana in their junior all star series, they have three separate teams. 
They have a northern team, a central team, and a southern team. And they take five kids, and they call that their core five. So the core five, which they consider to be the top five kids in their state in that class, will go to each of these specific regions in the state, and they will play with what they consider the seven or eight best kids in that area. So you've got, you know, a different team when the south team comes, a different team when the central team comes, and a different team when the northern team comes. So our kids in the game in Kentucky was the core group of Indiana kids with the southern all-stars, kids from, you know, New Albany, Jeffersonville, Evansville, that area. Um, they came to Louisville and played at Trinity, and our kids were able to win that one. And then they went to Indianapolis and played, and that was the central area and the core group, and our kids were able to win that one too. So they do it a little differently um, than we do in Kentucky. But either way, you know, our boys were able to get two wins, and I think that's a big deal. I don't know when the last time is Kentucky swept Indiana. I'm sure, Kayla, do you know? Do you have that information? Um, I don't. I want to say 90. It's been a while, I know, on the senior circuit since we've been able to sweep them. So I think it's a big deal, and I think that just leads into this summer for our guys having a really good chance to do that. It may have even been before that because I don't think JR's class did, and that was in 98. So it's been been well before that. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, But then on the senior side of it, our girls and our boys both split um, which I think is huge because until two years ago, Kentucky had lost 17 straight um, to Indiana, and now we have won two of the last four. You know, so um, and this year I think it was a huge deal because Indiana had made such a big deal out of this class that they had. Mm-hmm. They started five kids that are now playing in the Big Ten. You know, and they were obviously led by Romeo Langford, who is a cult legend, hero, whatever you want to have it. There in Indiana. And um, our Kentucky kids, we, we had junior college kids, D2 kids. You know, we had some small mid-major Division One kids. But, you know, on paper, they didn't give us a chance. And we were able to come in there and beat them in, in Kentucky. And, they you know, they beat us in Indiana. But it was a huge deal. Um, Marquillo Sullivan out of Fairdale, little Fairdale, who's now playing junior college ball, was I – mean, He was, he was unreal. Out, uh, I, I think he hit seven or eight. Seven or eight threes in the game and finished with 29, 30 points. You know, he was just a kid that nobody saw that coming. The kid, now the people at Fairdale did. They've been telling us, you know, during tryouts, you, know, you got to see this kid. You gotta, he's really good. He's, the, you know, he's a lot better than people give him credit for. And, you know, every coach is going to defend their kid. So, but it, he was great and he was one of the main reasons that, that we were able to beat them. So it was an awesome experience. Um, anybody that's listening, if you get a chance to be a part of it in any way, you need to do it. We had a great week. It was fun. Oh, it's so um, fun. You know, you get to meet a lot of cool people, experience a lot of good things. And, you know, we really need our state to get behind this and, and help you. We had a great we had great attendance at Bellarmine. It was sold out for the Kentucky side of it, you know. So we need to have that, we need to have that again this year. And hopefully this group of kids will, will continue the winning part and maybe get a sweep and that will just, you know, get us back going, getting it strong again. Because a couple of years ago, there was, you know, the worry that they were going to end it. It was going to die off. So uh, I think we got it going back in the right direction on the Kentucky side. Well, I mean, there so, were people that had all but written it off to, to, you know, that it should just lay down and die. And in the state that it was in, when, when it was at, where was it at? Um, Transy. When they hosted it, Transy. There was yeah, only we about had 500, Transy, yeah. Yeah, 500 people in attendance, and it really was just like, hemorrhaging money so uh, right. you know 
they were within their own rights to say that about it at that <laughs> point. But I think that now it's in the right hands. I think it's, you know, it's on the up, and we really just need people to kind of buy in again because right. it's the oldest series of its kind. And, you know, anybody that knows me by now should know that I'm kind of into the historical part of what we've done with high school basketball in the state of Kentucky. And I think that's just a huge piece of who we are as a state and what we think about our kids that play high school basketball. So so if you're no going to buy in, if you're going to buy in for the season, you're going to buy in to go to the state tournament, you got to buy in all the way to June and go to the go to the Kentucky and an All-Star game cuz it's worth it. So Definitely. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. But really um that's the biggest news I think that came out this summer as far as high school basketball in our state. Um you know, we had some kids pick up some offers, some kids commit, some kids come kind of, you know, off the radar that, that hadn't been heard of. So I think we, I think it's a good time to kind of talk about some of those. And since we got our, our Western Kentucky guru, Josh Davis with us, Josh, why don't you uh, give us a little uh, insight about some of the kids out there in the Western part of the state who have committed or signed or got some big time offers coming their way? Uh, I mean, the obvious one that stands out is Kiki Tandy. Uh, it, it boiled down to, uh, you know, Xavier and, and Ole Miss. Uh, you know, I guess the, the, the Western Kentucky uh, alumni and, and supporter in me was, was a little nervous about Kermit Davis going down to Ole Miss and, 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 and uh, taking the in-state talent down there with him. But he did obviously go out of state to uh, – ended up with it signing with Xavier – which is, I think, is a, is a, a nice fit for him. Uh, he's a, he's a monster talent. Uh, that seems to be a, a place that, you know, when some of our in-state guys, uh, end up somewhere else, that, that's becoming a popular place for them to go. Uh, definitely. You know, he, you know, I think, uh, you know, Coach Max started that, uh, and it's kind of, you know, with, uh, you know, Quentin Gooden's there. Um, you got the kid from Alton Verona, uh, headed there. Deontay. I think, yeah, and, uh, you know, Deontay and, and, Miles, and, yeah. Yeah, and then you add Tandy to that, uh, it's a good, you know, to me it's just another reminder that, you know, that's the, 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 the high level of talent that, that I think maybe there was a few years where we had a, maybe a little bit of a low, like, premier, you know, D1 caliber talent on, on multiple levels. Uh, that's just another reminder because, I mean, like, Kiki's, you know, He's a legit, you know, high-level, you know, prospect, and he he might finish fifth in Mr. Basketball. I mean, and I know we'll talk about that more later, but uh, that, that's the big one that stands out. Just a tremendous uh, opportunity for him. Uh, I think he'll do well. I think he'll fit well in that program. Uh, the one that I think for a lot of people kind of probably came out of nowhere, uh, Jackson Harlan uh, out of Clinton County, uh, had a huge, huge, huge monster uh, performance uh, at the team camp at, uh, at Western. Um, picked up an offer from Coach Stansberry and crew, and uh, he didn't wait around to see if anybody else came with another offer. He he jumped on it, and uh, you know he he signed with the tops, and that's uh, good for him. I, I you know I've, I've mentioned before. I think it kind of reminds me of uh, you know when Ty Rogers was at Lyon County. It's, that's what he you know as a freshman, he, their team came up there, and uh, not I mean they knew he was talented because he I think he played varsity starting really as early as he could. I think seventh and eighth grade he was playing varsity minutes and maybe even starting uh and just came in had a big week at camp and the next thing he knew uh he was on the path to uh great things at western and you know if that if it plays out like that for jackson harlan good for him you know i think he's 
he's unknown to a lot of people outside of this area. Uh, he's, he's just kind of, uh, I always describe him as kind of like a typical coach. He's like a coach's kid. He's, yeah. he's, uh, he, he can score in a variety of ways, but he really understands the game really well. And he's a really hard worker. Uh, you're not, you're not, you're not have a good attitude, hard worker, uh, and, and a, a talented player. Is, uh, we always, uh, we always called him lunch pail, uh, players. You know, he's, he shows right. up there with his hard hat on it and, and gets after it. And that's, you know, that's, that's awesome. I think he's, you know, he's probably a dark horse candidate to, to, uh, maybe win player, player of the year in that fourth region. So, well, uh, good to, for him. To expand on that a little bit about the story that I heard from some people that I trust, <laughs> you know, down in that area. Um, you know, they came, Clinton County, they come to Western team camp every year because it's a close drive. It's a good, you know, summer thing for them. And, you know, Kiki Tandy and University Heights were there. Dante Allen and Pendleton County were there. Some other kids, some other, you know, higher profile kids, I guess you would say, in the state were there. But, of course, you know, Coach Stansberry and, and the other assistants there at Western were watching these kids play, and they ended up having to play, happening to play, you know, Clinton County. And this 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 white kid that nobody's heard of, he's just out there getting 40 points every game. And I think there was a game where they played University Heights and Kiki had like 42 and Harlan had like 53 and just was just knocking it down from everywhere. And, you know, he kind of stood out and they, they watched him and he was doing it on a consistent basis over a week of time against some good competition. And, and you know, that that just goes to show me that whenever you get an opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. Because we have this thing where we think if kids aren't playing for a certain AAU team or playing on a circuit, that they're not going to get seen. They're not going to get the opportunity to get seen. And maybe they won't get the opportunity to get seen as much. But I think the Jackson Harlan story is phenomenal because he had an opportunity to show what he could do in front of a Division One coach, and he took every advantage he could. And he said, here's what I got, and he laid it all out there and – now he's going to go play, you know, Division One basketball for free. Well, so, listen, if you're yeah. good, they find you. If you're good, there's no doubt about it. They find you. I just, I think we have, we, we live in a society now where we've got adults that make excuses for kids, and uh-huh. kids have built-in excuses with, "Well, I don't play on the EYBL circuit, or I'm not playing on the Adidas circuit, so I'm not going to get seen." And then, you know, woe is me. And, you know what? You may not get to go every weekend and play in front of a coach, but if you're good and you work hard and you take advantage of the opportunity you get, things will come your way. And I think that the Jackson Harlan stories are great, great stories. Just like Jake Omer. Jake Omer, you know, was going to play baseball at Cumberland and got to state tournament and got to play and show what he had. And now he's playing division one basketball. So I, I hope that the kids that are listening to this understand that you always have a chance. You know, but you yeah, have to, and, and I'm glad you mentioned you know. that too because I'm glad you mentioned that because it's, you know it's it's you get so hung up in like you said the, the travel what travel team they're on or whether and I've got you know I've got there's a list probably ten deep of, of guys that, that I've coached before or, or coached against that, that that their mindset was D one or bust and I just I I never understood that because I mean every single one of the guys that come to my mind instantly. Uh, some of them are former players, are are guys that could be uh, continuing getting a free education, which is is is, is obviously the, the important thing. But they could be mm-hmm. they could be playing the game they love at a Lindsey Wilson, at a Campbellsville, at a Kentucky Wesleyan, and and doing well. And I mean, like you know, I I, I say that, and 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 I'll, I'll use this as an example. It was so cool, like on 
It was, it was one night earlier this week. I got to watch almost at the exact same time. I'll shout out a couple guys because I, I think they represent exactly what I'm talking about. I got to watch Joby Howard and Travis Hensley, two former players, uh, two two kids who were just, you know, gym rats, work hard. I got to watch them score a, a, a bucket, you know, almost at the exact same time. And Travis is playing at midway. He's a sophomore. You know what? He's going, he's going to school and he's getting an education and he's playing basketball. It didn't matter to him. He just loved the game and wanted to keep playing. Same thing for Joby. He's a freshman at Spalding. You know, I guess he's probably most known for that 65 point game against Zion Harmon last year. You know, he, that got him on the platform and he just, he ran with it. And, and he's not the biggest guy, but which probably kept him from getting some bigger offers, but he didn't let it keep him from playing. You know, he got an opportunity to play at Spalding. He's a freshman. He's getting varsity clock. And, you know, those guys to me are, you know, that's, and they're not the only ones. They're ones that come to mind to me because I just, they're the ones that I know really well. I, just, I think what a lot of kids miss out on chances like that, uh, that, that, that looking back on it, I think that those two guys are going to end up having great careers where they're at. And they're going to remember that they got an education and got to play college hoops. And I think that's, I think that's overlooked. I think there's a lot of really good high school players mm-hmm. that have played at Georgetown College or Transylvania University and University of Pikeville. You know, and good players. I mean, look at what Kelly Wells has done at, at UPAC. National champions. Hey, this is my opinion and my opinion only, and I do not speak for anyone else but myself. Kelly Wells should have got the Eastern Kentucky job. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> AW's doing a pretty good job, though, John. I mean, you got to give him that. But, but yeah, if you, give up, if you average giving up 95 points a game, and you know, Kelly great. Wells, Go ahead. Kelly Wells is going to do well anywhere he's at, for sure. And speaking of him, you know, on the topic that we were just speaking of, he gave he gave me some great advice to give the kids. You go where it, where you fit and where it's free when you come when it comes to taking scholarships. So if that's not what right. one for you, who cares? You know. Right. Get in where you fit in, guys. Hey, we kind of got off top. But anyway, back to well, Jack and Harlan. Yeah, so, yes. Go ahead. Um, there's some other kids there in the western part of the state. I know specifically in the fifth region, they had a kid just recently signed D1. I think he's out of Central Harden. Am I right on that? Or? Yeah, Jacob Hobbs uh, averaged uh, 12 and 9 uh, for, for uh, Central Harden as a junior. They, they finished 19 and 11. They, they've got a chance to make some noise in the fifth region. He actually signed with Lipscomb. Uh, he did right. that earlier this week on signing day. So yeah, he's an extremely talented player. Uh, does kind of does it all. He's kind of you know twelve and nine. That kind of speaks for itself. He's not not afraid to go in there and make seven and get the and get some rebounds. Uh, and again, another another program in this one that uh, you know a lot of people sometimes uh, overlook, but you know they, they tend to produce uh, some some talented teams and. Uh, it's, it's a good fit for Jacob, and congratulations to him. He's a, he's a heck of a player. And, uh, hey, that's a, that's a great place. That's a good education right there, too. You get a degree from Lipscomb. You're going you're gonna to have a chance to do some other stuff outside of basketball when you get into the real world. Yes. So uh, I think if, is that is that all we have, D1 signees that you know of in the western part of the state right now, Josh? That's yeah. That's the three. There's there's obviously there's a lot of guys still uh, out there that uh, are, are kind of getting some looks, but maybe haven't committed. But those are the those are the three D one guys that. And and again, you know, we talked about this, but if 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 I've missed somebody or if, if these folks missed somebody, I want to make sure everybody gets the recognition. But uh, 
because uh, they, they deserve it. They've worked hard to earn that earn that uh, recognition, and, and we want to make sure they get that. So if, if we've missed somebody, uh, if I've missed somebody in this part of the state, just uh, politely uh, just shoot us a message or, or a comment and uh, just uh, let us know, and we'll make sure they get recognized. Josh, right, I'm glad no you, you use that word recognition because I think that's what we're about is recognition, not exposure. I'm kind of I'm, – I'm over the word exposure in the world of basketball. I think that people use it to make money off kids. And I know that's way off topic, but that's just where I'm at with it. So I'm good with that. Anyway, who cares what people think? <laughs> um, so in the central part of the state, we've had a lot of kids recently that, that have signed. Um, obviously, the main one is Dante Allen um, out of Pendleton County. He, you know, got that Kentucky offer. He signed with Kentucky a couple of days ago. And, Congratulations to him. He's the first in-state kid, I think, since Dominique Hawkins to get a full scholarship to the University of Kentucky. Um, so that's great. I'm glad to see Cal Perry has, you know, got him an in-state kid. Maybe Cal's um, listening. Maybe he's listening. Who knows? I doubt he's listening. <laughs> um, but then uh, you've got Kyle Road out of Lexington Christian, signed with Liberty. And um, I don't know if many people got a chance to see this, but if you go on Twitter – to one of my favorite followers, Josh Moore out of the Herald Leader. Um, they uh, did an interview with, with Kyle when he signed, and I think the interview really speaks volumes of not only Kyle as a player, but Kyle as a person. He, yeah. you know, talked about how, what kind of what we talked about earlier, you know, Liberty was a great fit for him. The relationship that he built with the coaches and the other teammates kind of stood out as the same kind of situation he was in at LCA a family-type atmosphere, and, you know, another place you get a good education. And that's a great, great fit for Kyle Rowe. He's going to go there. He's going to play automatically. He's going to play immediately. You know, um, he'll be. I think he'll be a 1,000-point scorer at that school. He's probably going to end his career as the all-time, you know, scoring leader in Lexington Christian Academy history. And, you know, Liberty, that's a great fit for him. And Kyle's a kid, you know, that people have talked about for a while um, in this class. So he's going to Liberty. Isaiah Cozart out of Madison Central, who is on the cusp of breaking the all-time blocks, career blocks record in the state of Kentucky. He signed with Western Kentucky. Um, so another Division I uh, kid, uh, another in-state kid for Western. They've got a couple of those over the last four, you know, three or four years. Um, that was a big one. Um, David Johnson out of Louisville Trinity. He signed with the University of Louisville. Um, which I think is a huge, huge, huge get for Coach Mack. Um, you know, he originally was committed to Louisville, and then when everything went down, he decommitted and kind of opened things back up. Mm-hmm. But he ended up coming back to UofL, and I think that's a that's a perfect key to really good. And I saw the other day on the um, interview with him that I guess last year he ended the season at around 170, 7,580 pounds. And that over the summer, you know, he played in our junior all-star series and had a great, great group of games, but he said he was up to 210 now. So wow. he's a guy that's just, he was already, you know, heck on wheels to begin with, but now he's, you know, got some ads to that frame and, and he's just, he's a problem. I, you know, I think it's just, uh, he's really, really talented and he's a guy that I think you're going to see play a lot of minutes as a freshman, um, at the University of Louisville next year. Um, Deontay Miles, so. you know, Deontay Miles, you know, Josh mentioned him. He's out of Walton Verona, big kid. We talked about him a little bit last year. He had some injuries that he had to battle and really didn't get to play a full season for Walton. Uh, but he's Thomas Xavier. 
Um, another Kentucky kid going to Xavier. We talked about that. So congrats mm-hmm. to him. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I don't. Oh, I, I remember what now. Um, the, the main one that sticks out that hasn't really signed or committed anywhere yet to me is Michael Moreno out of uh, Scott County. Who everybody knows who Michael Moreno is. He's one of the best players in the state. Um, he's uh, super talented. He's won, the reg- he's won two regional tournaments and probably going to win a third one this year. You know, they were state runner-up last year. So he's a, a super talented kid. He just hasn't really decided what he wants to do yet. Everything I'm hearing is that he's pro- he's really, really heavy, heavily leaning towards Eastern Kentucky. And if he goes to Eastern Kentucky, that's a huge get for, for Coach Hamilton. I think, you know, getting a kid like Michael just changes your program mm-hmm. from where they are now to where they want to be just because of everything, not only basketball-wise, but just as a person, you know. Um, Michael's a good kid to have in the program. So, and then, uh, Nick Thielen out of Covington Catholic has time with Bellarmine, which I know that's not D1, but when I think of Bellarmine, they're one of the top five Division II programs in the country. Right. You know, Coach Davenport and them, they do a great job over there. So, um, he is a kid, obviously, played one state championship. He's back, um, this year for them and he played in the Junior All-Star Series this, this summer as well. And he signed with, um, with Bellarmine, which is, which is probably a perfect place for him to go. So, congrats to all those kids. Kayla, you got anybody in Eastern Kentucky who really stands out? That's, um, you know, we have, we have a couple, but we've got mostly young kids that are standing out. I don't really have any big senior names other than I'm always going to kind of give props to Jacob Rice. You know, I think he's a really good point guard. I think really what, what hurts Jacob is his size, but if somebody just took a chance on him, they don't, they don't really quite understand how much of a floor leader he is. And the kid can score around the basket around anybody. I watched them last night play against Wesley Christian's Prep Academy, and they've got mm-hmm. they've got about three uh, seven footers. And Jacob, you know, was was taking it to the rack without any kind of fear, scoring on them. Right. So, I think know, the I, big name the big name down there obviously is Trey James. He's a young yeah, kid, like you yeah, said. Yeah. So well, he'll you, be somebody you, we talk about a lot in the future. You got Trey James, who who is obviously he's very skilled, and he has that advantage of being so big. But Trey's really busted it to, to work on his footwork, you know, in the off season and get a little quicker. Right. You know, I, I've been impressed by what I've saw from him, and I'm kind of excited for him, you know, because Sheldon Clark, you know, that's my alma mater. You know, I, I want great things for the kid. And, you know, we got, we've got the Isaiah Mays, and you've got a couple of, you know, freshmen that are, that are going to, you know, do some big things out here. But we're just – I think you're looking at a bunch of young talent in this area. So. Well, you know, it kind of fluctuates. We talk mm-hmm. about – you know, year to year mm-hmm. about how we have talent. Josh, you know, kind of talked about earlier that there for a while we had some talent. Our talent level in Kentucky as a whole was kind of down compared to yeah. where we are now. Mm-hmm. But I think you look, you know, obviously you're going to have you're going to have high major kids in Louisville and Lexington because they're, right. you know, major metropolitan areas. But you kind of go, you kind of fluctuate between Western and Eastern Kentucky about where there's some D1 talent. You know, right now, obviously yeah. you got Kiki, you know, out there in Western Kentucky and, you know, we talk about Jackson Harlan and, and the Hobbs kid, but then a couple of years ago, you know, you had Cameron, you know, you had Cameron Justice, you had some guys that went D1, mm-hmm. you know, um, out of the eastern part of the state. So right. I think it fluctuates. You know, we, we're we're not a big state, so we're not going to have the major Division One players all over the place like right. Florida or Texas or Georgia or places like that. But I think we've got a great group. I think the talent level as a whole, the basketball as a whole in the state of Kentucky has gotten. Um, substantially better over the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that that speaks to our to our high school coaches and 
and what they do and what they've been really working towards. And so I'm, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about this season. Um, I think we've got a chance to really have a good year of basketball mm-hmm. all across the state. Mm-hmm. So. An exciting year, too. I, I'm pretty excited about how it seems like, you know, Josh and I were talking about this earlier. I mean, Hart County is traveling to Bellevue to play in a Christmas tournament. So it seems like right. people are they're, they're traveling to get these different kind of games in. And I, and I like seeing that because, you know, I think these kids need to play outside of their region. They need to play different kinds of basketball, you know. Whether or not the style they go play is competitive for them or whatever, you know, who's to say you won't meet up with somebody like that on the road to rep? So, right. you know, you've, yeah. you've said it before that even the eighth region kind of plays the same as the, as the mountains. So, you know, playing different styles and, and getting used to different kinds of defenses and different kinds of coaching. I mean, it, it's just nothing nothing but good comes from that. So, so I'm kind of excited right. about this basketball season. So. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Um, you know, obviously, at the time that we are uh, recording this, it is about a week away from the actual tip-off to the season. But um, we had a poll recently on our Twitter page about the uh, what's the best preseason, I guess, scrimmage or event Panorama or whatever. Or... Panorama, yeah. You know, and so um, – the three that really stick out to me are the three we put on there, and that's the Next Up Recruits yep. um, Showcase, the Fayette County Hooperama, and then the Zip Zone, Fast Lane, whatever it is this year, Classic up there um, in your neck of the woods. So I know that two of those three have already been played. Mm-hmm. Josh, what do you what do you know about the Next Up Recruits? I know they used to play that in the western part of the state. I think they moved it to Louisville this year. Um, but what do you know? What, what can you tell us about that uh, event? Yeah, I know that, uh, I know Warren Central went up there. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, and we've kind of mentioned this in passing before. That's, that's the one that even though, you know, even though I'm here in the western part of the state and Louisville is, you know, it's, it's obviously that's, that's where that, that, that's a tournament and that little preseason thing was played at. That's, that's the one that a lot of teams around here, especially your upper echelon teams, I think still kind of look at because for the most part, this part of the state uh, still does a lot of the whole, you know, on, we, we talk about the, the emails that go back and forth all over the place on this there. They still, there are a lot of schools right here so so old school with the with the you know home and home just the basic traditional. But we right. got three hours. Let's get four or five quarters in. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe get a couple of JV quarters, a couple of freshmen. Uh, that next step recruits is a good one for you know in, in one central. To me, that, that tells me, you know, a lot about what they think about, about their squad, and we'll talk more about that later. But for them to go up there coming off of the Final Four season last year uh, up at Rupp, uh, they lost a lot. Uh, but that's, I think that's a good way of, uh, of Coach Unfield, like, you know, going up there to, to test his uh, to test his group because uh, it is, you know, you lose a guy like Skylar Potter. That obviously changes the dynamics yeah. to what you, what you want to do going forward. So taking them up to an event like Next Up is – uh, and they do a, they do a tremendous job. I mean, that's, that, that's yeah. they, they put on. They don't they don't they, they 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 don't just have some great individual teams that come up there. Uh, they do a really good job with scheduling as far as like pairing those teams up to have good competitive because they're scrimmages. And and I get right. that into just the average fan. A lot of people just see it as uh, why bother? It's just a scrimmage doesn't count, whatever. But the coaching side of it is it's a good it's a good way to test your to test your guys. I, I love to see coaches. Uh, put their put their kids in, in in difficult situations, especially right now. So you find you get a chance to kind of find out, get your feet wet, and find out what 
what you really need to work on and maybe see some areas that are exposed. You can go well, and, see, and see what you're made of, too. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I know, because, I mean, I know that what do you get out of getting a 30-point win in a scrimmage? I mean, I, nothing. I, nothing. And, and I don't think the – I don't think you're really good coaches with, with really well-established programs. Uh, for the most part, I don't think guys are, are are seeking out those things. I think they're looking to challenge themselves. And I, I think it would be great to see one central, uh, you know, go play in an event like that. So that, yeah. it's, it's, and that doesn't surprise me, though, because they're obviously they're, they're who they are, and they're going to be in the mix at the end right. of the year every year anyway. But um, um, I know that University Heights was there, Warren Central was there. Yes. Butler was the host, so they were there. Um, uh, Louisville Central was there, so there, you know, there were some, there were some good teams there. I know they used to play that over at Taylor County, and they moved it, they've moved it to Louisville now. But um, you know, next up recruits, we have a lot of recruiting services, I guess you could say, in our state, or people that are trying to jump on and be recruiting services and stuff. But of the ones that we have that are based in our state, I think that next up did a really good job of trying to put everyone out there and. And do things for kids. They 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 organize some events and they do have well, camps an accurate, and things. Accurate information that's not overinflated. That's important. Yeah, right. They do a really good job. So um, I know their thing that, that that people come to that. I've I've had a chance to go and coach in that. It's always well run. And so, you know they they do everything you know first class. So um, and then this weekend we had the one at Dunbar, which is the Fayette County Hooper Robin. How that works is all the public schools in Fayette County play someone from outside of the area um with the exception this year we had a frederick douglas lexington catholic matchup which actually was a really good game but so you had um franklin county played lafayette you had uh henry clay played lincoln county brian station played harrison county dunbar played louisville central frederick douglas played Lexington Catholic and Pace Creek played Mason County. So there were some really good games, a couple games that ended on the buzzer. I, I went and watched a couple games. Um, so it was a really good event. There was a lot of people there. There were some good athletes. Uh, I think when you, when you think of Central Kentucky right now, you think of Scott County, you know, um, stepping out and, and being the team. But there's some good young talent in Lexington that's going to be coming up this year. So um, it was. I got to see some of that. And, you know, some of these other teams from out from outside of the area, and, and that was a really good event. I think they do a good job there. But to me, I think our, our Twitter poll said it all, and I, and I think if you if you know much about high school basketball, I think the one that we got coming up this weekend is probably the the biggest one. It's the one. Uh, it's it's a good one. You you know a lot. I've I've coached in it. We're going there this weekend and playing in it. So, um, you, but you know a lot more about it than I do. So why don't you give us a little bit of info and some history on on, on what we got going on there? Well, the uh, it's now called the, the Zip Zone Classic, uh, Tip-Off Classic, but it, it once was the Fast Lane Tip-Off Classic. But if you just say the phrase Tip-Off Classic, everybody in the whole state knows what you're talking about. They have done a stand-up job for over 20 years bringing talent from the entire state into this thing. I mean, there have been years that Coach Cal has showed up because he's got somebody he's recruiting there. I mean, O.J. Mayo's played in the thing. I mean, it's just you'd never expect it out of, Sleepy little Inez, Kentucky, but, I mean, they got a nice gym. They they get a host of, you know, and and they weren't able to host it in that gym for, for a few years, but now they're right back where they were, and that gym, there's just something about it. I mean, it's set up well. It, you know, you can play some good basketball in there. So it's always been like a first-class event that people want to be in. 
they, you know, well, there are people that are on waiting lists to get into it. I mean, it's just the craziest thing. But it's it's well ran, it's respected, you know, and and it's just some good basketball. I think that I've probably went for 12 years in a row now. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I get I get that excitement about similar to the state tournament. You know, I, everybody knows that I love the state tournament. That's kind of like my Christmas. But the kit, the true kickoff to the season for me is when I get to walk through the doors and watch the tip-off classic. So I'm really excited about the, you know, the field that, that they've got this year. You know, Pendleton County is going to be there. We talked about Dante Allen. So there's a U.K. signee that's going to be, you know, in Inez playing in Sheldon Clark's old gym. So it's going to be good, and I think it's going to be packed. So if you're actually planning on going, I will go early. Well, you know, and, and Trinity is coming, so David Johnson, who is signing for U of L, is going to be there. I know there's more Kentucky Blue in Eastern Kentucky than U of L, but yeah. Um, but if you if you are in the area and you want to see, you know, we got two Power Five conference kids that are going to be playing on is. So you know, it's it's a good chance to come out and see some good games. There's, I think but all the games are pretty pretty good games. You know, uh, marquee matchups, some good teams, teams that have high expectations for the year. So. You know, I, I I was in it. We coasting. I coasting it last year, and we're going back this year. And I really enjoyed it. It was first class, and they treat you right. They take care of you, and they take care of the kids. So, and and I want everybody to kind of look for an article from us here in the next few days because I'm going to give you a what to do in Inez during the tip off classic kind of article because well, it, people... here's what you here's what you do. You don't <laughs> blink. You don't blink because you might miss everything. But, but there, go ahead. there are. There are things to do, especially if you're somebody that's coming from across the state to see it. Um, there's actually a nice hotel in Martin County, and I got a hold of the owners who happen. It's Jim Boothy owns the new gym that they're playing in as well. Um, they said that if you call and talk about the classic, they'll give you a discount on your hotel room. So um, that's a pretty good deal for those of you that are listening. But, uh, you know, again, we're going to post a little article about what to do while you're there because there are a few restaurants you got to try, some mom and pop places. I really think that um, you should soak it all in while you're there. So, yeah. be on the lookout for that, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it ain't, let me tell you this. Is all I'm going to say: if you go to Eastern Kentucky, it's not like it used to be. There used to be this place in Elkhorn City called the Frosty Freeze Restaurant, but it's no longer there. That's my shout out to Randy McCoy and Joey Thacker, <laughs> Frosty Freeze Restaurant. But go ahead. What's next on our agenda here? All right. Well, we're going to talk about Mr. Basketball prospects. And you, you feel you feel strongly about somebody being number one and then it being everybody else, so go ahead and tell us about it. So Well, I, I think I think right now the favorite would have to be Dante Allen. I think for numerous reasons. Number one, he's gonna be a three thousand point scorer in his mm-hmm. career. You know, we, we have an argument every year, people in the state about what what's it about? Is it about what you've done over your career or is it about what you've done when you're a senior, you know? So um, but for Dante, my thing is this, you know, you're going to be, he's going to be a 3,000 point score. He's got a chance to probably be the all-time leading scorer at Pendleton County. They have a guy that played there, and I'm sure I'll say this name completely wrong, and Coach Belcher will butcher me on Twitter or somebody on Twitter. Talbot Turner, I think, either Talbot or Talbert, I'm sorry if I messed that up, but he was a 3,000 point scorer there at Pendleton. So I think, but I think Dante's on pace to break his record, but either way. So, a kid that's a 3,000-point scorer. He's been at Pendleton County his whole life. You know, he had numerous opportunities to leave and go other places and play, and he hasn't done it. 
Um, and, and I think the big thing, and, and I'm not, I don't mean this, I'm not trying to throw any shade or anything like that, but you know, kids in our state, when they get that, when they get that Kentucky offer and they sign that Kentucky, you know, scholarship, you know, that boosts them. That, that automatically gives them an extra boost, you know. I mean, you look back, you know, we, Brandon Stockton, John Hood, Josh Carrier, Darius Miller, you know, just some guys in the last 10 to 15 years that have signed with Kentucky and they ended up being Mr. Basketball and it helped them out a lot. So, but if you take away everything with the Kentucky offer and you just look at Dante's body of work, you know, he, he's had a great career. He can score it. He's a good kid. He is all about his hometown, you know, talent level wise. He, he's definitely, you know, good enough to be Mr. Basketball. So I think right now, if, if they had a vote today, I think Dante Allen would probably be your number one. And then I think after that, you look at probably David Johnson out of Trinity. And we've talked about this before in, in podcasts. It's really hard for kids out of Louisville and out of Western Kentucky to win Mr. Basketball. Yep. You know, and you look at that, and I think when you go 2-3, like if Dante's your number one, your second, your third are David Johnson and Kiki Tandy. And where are they at? Louisville, Western Kentucky. So, yep. and part of that is, you know, the main source of information in our state is the Lexington Herald Leader. And then you've got, you know, the Louisville Career Journal. And Josh and Jason do a really good job of, of, of trying to, to spread as much information as they can, but it's just not possible. It's and so much. The, pub, the media publications in the western part of the state just don't have that statewide base of people reading and, and checking it out as much, you know. So, and, and for kids in Louisville, you know, people in our eastern part of the state are, nah, Louisville's not in Kentucky. You know, a, a funny quote, you, you know, my mom used to tell me all the time when she was growing up that my grandfather would tell her that Louisville was in Indiana because that's how much, you know, they didn't want, they didn't want to deal with Louisville. So, but, you know, it's just really hard for a kid from a private school in Louisville to win it, regardless mm-hmm. of, of the reasoning or what you want to say. You know, there's no need to get into all that. But it's going to be really hard for, for, for you know, him to win it. It's just really David Johnson, he's just going to have a tough time winning, so we'll keep him. Now, if one of those two kids, you know, has a great year and, and leads their team, you know, to an undefeated season, because obviously we, the, the Mr. Basketball is announced the, the, the week of the state tournament, so the state tournament doesn't have an impact as much as it used to um, in who wins Mr. Basketball. But, you know, if, if you look up and, and Trinity's 33-0 and coming into the state tournament, David Johnson's averaging 30 points a game, you know, and it's going to be hard. He's going to have a chance. And the same thing with Kiki, you know. So I think right now you look at Dave, you look at Dante Allen's the, the clear cut number one, followed by David Johnson and Kiki. Then you look at a Michael Moreno, who's had, you know, been been a high level exposed kid for a long time playing in Scott County and and playing state tournaments. You look at you know maybe a Isaiah Cozart, you know, who is going to break a state record and plays in Central Kentucky, so he gets some exposure. You look at the kid from Clinton County because he's signed a D1 scholarship, and if he can lead his team, you know, to a big season, you look at, you know, Kyle Rowe. You look at those kind of, you know, kids. Um, but I think it's Dante right now. I mean, do you two agree with me on that, or do you think there's a chance that somebody else can sneak in there and no, get I'm in with discussion? You. I think, I'm with you. I'm with you, too. I think it's Dante. And let me let me be very clear that it's not it's, – it's, but it's no disrespect to Dante whatsoever because he is a phenomenal talent. And he is, I, I think, as it plays out, it's going to just play itself out to where he's going to be the guy. But I'm glad you brought up that, 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 that 
I heard the name Josh Kerry, and it always stands out to me because being being somebody who was uh, born born and spent a little time growing up in Muhlenberg County, that that Patrick Sparks Josh Kerry debate uh, with, with with the locals down there is, is always a big one. Of course, Sparks ended up in Kentucky eventually, but there's a lot of belief that uh, that had those been flipped and Sparks committed to Kentucky and Josh went to Western that. Pat would have won the, the, the Mr. Basketball Award. Now, I think there is that element to it. I don't think it's intentional. I hope it's not. Uh, but I think that that's just, I think that's the nature of the beast. You can get, mm-hmm. get a, you get a talented player that goes to Kentucky. Well, that guy should be automatically be Mr. Basketball. And, and I think, you know, what you said about Kiki and, and David Johnson, <clears throat> you know, I think Kiki could have a monster year. I don't think there's any reason to not expect him to. He's, you know, he's just he's he's, a, he's just a different animal, man. He's a, a phenomenal talent, and they're going to do great things. But where he plays, it's, it's so hard for him to get statewide exposure that even even though people in Lexington, in Louisville, in other parts of the state are obviously well aware of who he is, he just he's not going to get the the, the support. That, and in my opinion, he just, there wouldn't be a, this. He would have to. I think that's what it would take. It would take him or David Johnson or somebody having just that lights out year and their team almost being undefeated to to raise enough eyebrows to to, to sway people away from Dante. And you know, to some extent, that's part of that's that, that's a part of that's why Dante's been. That's what he is. And that's what he's, he's been that good. And I, yeah, I expect him to be that good this year. So. But yeah, in short, I think it's him, and then I think it's everybody else. But this is a rare case where the, everybody else is still really good. But yeah, I, mean, I think in any, I think in any other year, if you look at Kiki Tandy and and David Johnson and even a Michael Moreno, mm-hmm. and you put them in a year where there's not a Dante Allen or a Kiki Tandy, you know what I'm saying? If they're in there in a year where it's just them, one of those four, and not anybody else that has that kind of talent, those guys will win it. So yeah. that's where we talk about this class is that good. This class is really, really good that you've got a kid that's signed at Kentucky who, you know, has the one at one or two top recruiting class in the country every year. And, mm-hmm. you know, he he's obviously that good, but there are guys that he's going to play with in the, in the all-star games. And, and, I mean, they're just – I mean, this is a good group, man. There's just so much talent in this group, in this class. It's going to be fun to watch that All-Star game, though. That's right. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. <laughs> Shameless plug. We need the money. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, that I guess that's where everybody's at with the Mr. Basketball prospects. But what I want to say about that also, we, we talked about Louisville and Western Kentucky struggling to get that win with Mr. Basketball and even Miss Basketball. What I want to kind of say here is that is attributed to voter participation. And you know, both of you. Glad coaches, you said that. Both of you as coaches can can back me up on that. I'm you know, I'm begging people to vote for Player of the Year, begging you know. So I I, I can only imagine when it comes down to the final Mr. Miss Basketball vote, how many people are just not turning in their votes. Well, look, I, I, I you know, I think that's a good that's a good thing. People see these. There's so many different versions of ratings now. You know. Yeah. This 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 outlet has a rating. This outlet has a rating. That out, you know. But what you all, I think people understand is when we get to big time awards in our state, you know, your players of the year in the region, your Mr. Basketball, your Miss Basketball, whatever. That's a coach's vote. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Well, in media, coach in media. Right, coaches in media. Some organizations get to do, like, their own thing. Like, for example, like, when I was coaching in the 11th region, we obviously had the KABC, you know, player of the year, 11th region player of the year. We also had a 11th region head coaches only vote that some people did just showed up, you know, here's who I'm voting, you know, that's another award. So these are coaches votes and people are real quick to like this week, we're going to talk about this in just a minute, but you know, the Courier Journal and Jason Price and Courier Journal, they released their top 25 boys and girls rankings preseason and their top 25 boys and girls players in the state. And the first thing I do whenever he releases that stuff is I go to the comments because the people are crazy. They're like, how come Mm -hmm. my team's not my boy or my girl? Like, these are coaches that are doing this. And when you have 200-and-something coaches in the state and you send out a questionnaire and only half of those coaches return that, they have to go based on what they have. So I think people got to stop thinking it's a personal deal. And for us as coaches, if you don't vote or you don't participate in these things that we do, then you don't need to criticize how they are done. Mm-hmm. Because you have a chance and an opportunity to vote. Nobody's if, stopping you from doing that. Check your email. I mean, that's really all it comes down to. But well, and my um, my thing is, and the and the general public wants to get upset by it, but I'm going to need you to to look at your coach. I'm not trying to tell people to complain at coaches for anything else because God knows the job's hard enough. But do not amen, direct sister. that. Amen. Hey, amen. I'm there. I'm there with you guys. But do not direct that hate towards the media outlet that is announcing Mr. and Miss Basketball or Player of the Year because guess what? A state full of coaches who chose the vote made that decision. The ones there's who chose been, not to There's vote. been years where we'll have a sixth or seventh region Player of the Year, and that's going to be based on two coaches out of the 16 in that region sending in a ballot. Yeah. And that's a fact. I know people don't like to, you know, you say you want to peek behind the curtain, but then when you see what's back there, you don't want to talk about it. But that's a fact. We've had years when they send in their ballots for player and coach of the year in the sixth, seventh, whatever region. And when you've got 16 teams in your region and we're only getting two ballots back, who's that fall on? You know what I mean? So be be proactive, you know, if you have a chance. Help these kids out. You want your kid to get exposure. You want your kid to get talked about. Then you need to be a part of it. First step is to become a KABC member. And coaches, if you've got a Mr. MS basketball prospect, there is not a thing wrong with campaigning with other coaches to vote for this kid. There's not a thing wrong with that. Oh, that's, that's, that's how it goes. I mean, that's that's a... So, so spread the word, get everybody involved, because Lord knows we would love to see just as many votes come from Paducah as Lexington. You know, I, right. I would love it. So, you know, that, that's my rant. That's what makes me mad. So there you go. I, you know, I don't usually get fired up, but... <laughs> uh, well, let's vote. talk about... Yeah, that's right. I got something that, you know, last week, for those of you that don't know, we tried to, we recorded one of these last week and we had some issues and we weren't able to release it. So, but in that meantime, there's been some things happening that, that, that have helped us give us some content for this week. And one thing I think we could talk about is the, the prestigious King of the Bluegrass tournament. Their bracket was released this week. And this is not only, in my opinion, it's the biggest Christmas tournament in the state of Kentucky. It's one of the biggest ones in the nation. You've had some top teams in the country come play in this thing over the years since, you know, it's been a thing. So um, they usually keep it pretty hush-hush and don't release the brackets for a while. But this week it came out. 
and we talk about some top teams in our state, and there's a lot of good teams playing in this thing. So I'm just going to go over the bracket real quick. You guys can, okay. you know, chime in with your comments. Um, the top, the first game, you got Fairdale, who's the host. Obviously, they're in it every year they host it. And they're going to play Madisonville. Uh, Madisonville's a team out of the western part of the state. Josh, will you know anything about Madisonville? They got a, they got a pretty good team this year or ex- high expectations or? You know, I, I tell you what, the, the, the key for them is going to be, I, there's been some whispers that, and, and I won't name names because I don't, you know, especially as a, as a former coach, I don't, the rumor mill is always like it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope. So I think their big concern, they, they have some talent. But some of that's pending some football guys that are kind of, from what I understand, they may have some guys that are wavering on uh, uh, just kind of not not playing this year. Which oh god, uh, they wouldn't be a, they wouldn't be alone in that. And I don't know that it's even you know I, I don't know that it's even major major guys. And I you know like I said I, that's why I, I, I hesitate to mention any names. But that's kind of uh, that's kind of the, the thing from from my understanding on them. Um, and you know it's, I, I, what that reminds me of is uh, I think there were there was a few years maybe it's just been uh, a couple years ago even Taylor County gosh I don't want to get this wrong but there was somebody that committed to playing in that tournament mm-hmm. uh, and then I tell you who it was it was Bowling Green and, yeah and then and then Zion Harmon is Last gone year. yeah yeah. And so, like, that's one of those that, you know, there's some debate. Would they have gone if they'd have known he if, – if, would they have gone and played in that if they'd have known he wasn't going to be there? Because that was – you know, that's, that's – because of this, the statewide stage, and like you mentioned, some, in some of the national stage, uh, that's, that, that would have obviously been a good exposure event for him, uh, as well as the team coming off of the state championship. Um, so, but not to get too far off on that tangent, but – you know, I think that they're kind of, I think they're kind of a question mark. The Madison, speaking going back to Madison, they're kind of a question mark until. Uh, so you know who they got out there, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you know that, that that obviously changes, and then you know the entire dynamic. And, and I'm hoping that that that, that's, that they're just exactly that, and that they're just rumors, uh, because you know that's that would be unfortunate if uh, you know you get get to go to an event like that, you don't get to go with the, the whole squad that you think is going. So. I'm right. hoping that's the case. If anybody that's uh, more connected to that situation, uh, you know, has more info on that uh, and can shoot down those rumors, hopefully feel free because uh, we'd hate to see them go up there without a full squad or without a, the squad they thought they were going to have going into the season. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Josh. See, I, I, I would not have known anything about that. But that's why, we, that's why we got the Western Kentucky Guru on the team this year. So next we've got Louisville Mail versus Collins, which that's a great matchup. Louisville Mail, you know, I don't want to get too much into what teams are going to be this year because we're going to do that eventually. We're going to do our our region to region breakdown. But Louisville Mail had a real has a really good junior class. They got a new coach. You know, Hawkinsville's old coach is now their coach. They have high expectations. Collins has a group, uh, two juniors. One of the, they got a guard that's really good. Um, McKnight's his name, I think McKnight, and they've got some high expectations this year, so that's a good matchup. The next matchup, University Heights versus LCA, Kiki Tandy versus Kyle Rowe, two of the top kids we talk about, so, you know, that's a great matchup. This next matchup, I can't wait to really get into this a little bit. Trinity versus our favorite fifth region team, LaRue County, <laughs> you know, 
if anybody wants to know, we can't talk about the fifth region without mentioning LaRue, or I'll get a mean, hateful text message from my friend in LaRue County and their high expectations in the fifth this year. But I think, you know, we talked about last year they had a really good record. And, you know, they but they we I, I kind of challenged them on their schedule a little bit. So, you know, obviously this year they have a, they have a lot of those guys back, and they have super high expectations down there, and they're trying to go out and play some teams. So I give them a bunch of credit for that. Um, you know, they, they you answer the, the you, call. Hey, you the go call, to King of the Blue. They, you go to the King of Bluegrass. You ain't got, you know, there ain't no bunnies in that. You're not gonna come up against somebody, even if you get, you know, to the, the end of the road on, you know, 0 for two, and you're on your third game. You know, you're gonna play somebody. So that's a good matchup. Um, then you go Ballard versus Spencer County. Ballard, obviously, a perennial power in the state. Spencer County is a team that, when we talk about our region to region breakdown, I'll, I'll talk about them a little bit more in the eighth, but. They got a chance to be pretty good this year. They got some young kids. They're good. Um, they got high expectations in the eighth region this year. Another matchup, Madison Central, Walton Verona. So you got Deontay Miles and Isaiah Cozart to battle the bigs in that one. Man, so that's, that's going to be a matchup. good game. Yeah. yeah. And then you get into the out-of-state portion. Um, you got South Shore out of Brooklyn, which is one of the top public schools um, in New York City. They've got a, a great history. You know, that's a big-time program. They're playing Evanston Township, who is a school out of Illinois. That's a suburb of Chicago. Um, actually, when we played in the King of Bluegrass when I was at Dunbar, we played them. They had a kid there that was at that ended up going to Purdue, and they were a really good program. They, you know, they, in in Chicago, in Illinois, they have a public school champion and a city champion, and then these kids go to the state tournament, and and so they're one of these schools that's on the outside of Chicago, but they've had some really big success. Um, in that area. Then Brentwood Academy out of Nashville, Tennessee, who's, you know, one of the top private schools in the country, really, I think. Josh, you probably know a little bit about them, too. Um, They're a good program. They're going to play South Miami out of Florida. So you got some really good out-of-state teams in this, too. So I look forward to that every year going to King of Bluegrass. But I think you want to see a who's who of in it, who's in this uh, team of players in the state, you know. Mm -hmm. You go to King of Bluegrass, you're going to see some pretty good – some pretty good games. So. Like John that's, said, that's, no, no bunnies. No, there's no bunnies in that. I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's, you're not going to come up against a team that you know you're not going to have a, your hands full with. So, you know, the 16 team uh, field, 12 teams in state, 14 out of state. So, should be, should be a, a whale of a tournament. So, all right. But I'll go up there and legit. You could play three really. You could play three really, really good games and go zero and three. I mean, no doubt. No, no doubt. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made every year. You you look at the state tournament bracket. You look at the King of the Bluegrass bracket. The King of the Bluegrass is almost better because you know you you just have teams out of the same regions that can't get out. You know, and and uh, so it's 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 a good it's a good tournament every year. They do a great job. You know, uh, Coach Harden and the boys up there at Fairdale. You know, he's a legend. So. Um, they they do a good job of getting that together and getting the top teams and the top talent in the state all under one roof. So always try and make it up at least for for a game or two. So um, you know, I guess we're getting we're getting near the end of the show. You know, we we discussed everything. I think we wanted to cover. You guys have got your top five list. I'm not participating because I have a top three, but can't really pick four and five. <laughs> so uh, well, do you, you just want to do a top? Well, okay, all right, that's fine. We're not going to do any rants this week, and I'm going to ask what's yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. You're, I was getting ready to lead up to that. You, uh, you okay. Tell us what makes you mad. What, what Josh, are you mad about Josh, this week? 
Well, Josh, since you're the newbie, Josh, you got anything that that that, that it's going on in high school basketball that makes? Because I feel mad? like I already I already got fired up. So everybody heard what makes Kayla mad is that nobody's voting for for this Mister Miss Basketball. <laughs> but but uh, let's, yeah, let's hear it come. from let's hear it from Josh. Yeah, I got I got something I, I, I want to say. I, you know, and, and it's 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 fitting because I heard the message uh, and it, today at uh, at church, and it was it spoke to to how I feel about Kentucky. Oh God, here it's, we go. Don't be br- hey, listen, hey. we can't be bringing politics hey. or religion in here. I'm not going to listen. I'm not getting fired I'm, over something that you're going to say here, buddy. <laughs> you're not. I'm not. I'm not going to preach. I, I'm just going to tell you this. The the issues with entitlement that are are going on with just in in, in high school sports right now, and well, it, it starts at the youth level, but it bled all the way up into high school sports at that point in time. I, I'll be honest; I think it is absolutely positively not the blame is not being placed in the right place. The the, the blame needs to be placed on 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 leadership, and, and this is what I mean by that. You have you guys have seen it. Uh, you know I won't I won't I won't get personal, but you, you people uh, are aware aware well aware that there's a high level of turnover in all kinds of sports in the state of Kentucky, and the turnover to me comes from that entitlement. It comes from the fact that administration, top to bottom, it, when you hire a coach at, to to do high school do a high school program. If you're going to truly invest in bringing that coach in, letting that coach do their job, I get it. There's a job to be done, and there's a right way to do it. But there are a lot of good people and a lot of good coaches who are getting out of coaching and, and causing a lot of turnover in a lot of places simply because there's little to no support. And, and the reason that has happened is, you know, little Johnny doesn't get the playing time he thinks he deserves you know, when we were all growing up, like, we were taught, okay, we'll get back in the gym and work harder and earn it. That's not what these kids are being taught. And and what's happening is, you know, another thing that's, that's consistent with when we were growing up is when those things did happen, administration said, you know what, you're my coach. I got your back. If, as long as you're not mistreating kids and, and, and abusing their authority, uh we support you. Do what you feel like is best for the program. Now it's the opposite. Now that's that. I feel like that's kind of become the minority uh, mm-hmm. and the exception instead of the rule. And that just it bothers me because I think you've got a lot. You know, I look around. I, you know, I see a lot of people that that have been involved in coaching and who are good for for high school athletics and most of all good for the development of young people becoming good productive people in in, in the future that are getting out of it because that support's not there and it becomes not worth the, the, the stress and on top of the natural stress that comes with it. And it's, it's unfortunate. And, and I hope something, something happens to flip that because it's just, it's, it's frustrating to see it play out the way it is. Now there's an old saying, now there's one thing in the, in this world that's un, that's undefeated. Okay. When it's talking about high school sports and that's the dinner table. You know, as, a, as coaches, we all obviously have a different outlook than parents. But, you know, we, we get two to three hours a day with these kids, and we're trying real hard to, to you know, invest in them and to, to, to teach our way and, and make these kids better, not only just as, as players, but as individuals. Yep. And, you know, you're not going to beat what goes on at home. 
You're just not. You know, it's undefeated at the dinner table. So I, I think that um, it's tough, man. You know, it's like what Josh said. It's just people are getting out of it because they just don't want to deal with it. And, and you know, none of us do this for the money. If you coach high school basketball for the money, you're not coaching at, at, at public school. You're just not. You're just not. You know, it, it, you're not going to get rich doing all You're just not going to get rich off of this. Unless you can be um, rich off of $7,995, you know. You're not doing is that. Your, is that your volleyball coaching stipend to jump? No, mine's about half that. Lord, well, that's what I'm saying. Like some people don't even get that. And, no. and, and if you, you know, if you put an hourly wage on how much time we spend and how much money we make, we're all. Oh my money. God, I make like negative but, uh, cents an hour if I, if but, I put uh, pen, to, pen to paper. But you know, I, I just think we we've got to uh, just give people a break, man. You know, as coaches, we want to win more than anything in this world. Nobody. wants to go out there and lose. Nobody looks at the bench and says, you know what, Jimmy's my best player, and he makes me really good, but I don't like his parents, so I'm not going to play him. Not a coach in America worth their salt does that. And if they they tell you they do, they're lying to you. Because I'm telling you, we want to win. At the end of the day, we want to win. We're not going to not play your kid because we don't like you or that we have some grudge or that we don't. You know, it's just – that's not even what makes me mad, but now you got me going. So, but uh, (laughs) – I think you're right. I, I, I just, you know, it, it's just a battle that we're fighting, man. And it gets worse and worse every year. So hopefully, it's, it's a hard profession. Know. And I just want, I, I really, I just implore parents to rethink complaints. I implore uh, administrators to just let them roll off their backs, or even, you know, just one time say, "I'm going to support my head coach here because that's who we chose to hire." A lot of those complaints would stop if that one phrase was said. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate because I've seen it firsthand. But, you know, it, it is a hard job. Everybody deserves a break. I'm, I'm with you, Josh. I'm with you. Yeah. Me too, buddy. You know that. Absolutely. Go time, All right. Right? All right. Now, now John. <laughs> I had to get that in there. John. Right. Yes, ma'am. Let's, let's hear what makes you mad. Your rants are always the best. Well... I discussed this some last year, but we got some pettiness going on. You know, it's just more prevalent in certain areas of the state. Um, my thing is this. Don't get caught letting – there, there was a song a couple of years ago by a popular musical artist named Drake, I believe. I'm not really up with the times with the kids and what they listen to these days. I'm an old man. But there you was really a don't line listen to Drake? I mean, I listen to Drake. I'm trying to be funny, but thanks for ruining the joke. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, There was a line in one of his songs about Twitter fingers. We got people that they they hide behind a computer screen or a phone screen, and they want to type a little way away on their little phones about things, but they wouldn't say that to your face. So my thing is do not allow information that you don't know the 100% facts about get you up up a – Creek that you can't paddle out of. And we got some people that just like to run their mouths about stuff that they don't know about because they're petty and they're jealous and they think that the world revolves around them, but it doesn't. So next time you get on your little Twitter page and you have a certain problem with something that you think you know but you don't, make sure you hit the little app button or, you know, make sure that you, you know, make sure you know the facts that our, our president's got this term, what they call fake news. Well, there's some fake news. 
being being going around and people just running with it. And I'm talking specifically, and I don't really care. I'm talking specifically in the region that I coach in. So it's not if, you your region, I, if, though, if, if, it's if I if you think I'm talking about you, then you got a guilty conscience because I probably am. <laughs> so you know, one day if I'm ever lucky enough to get my own program, I'm going to have to get off of this show because I'm going to get fired before I even get to have my first practice. But <laughs> but uh, you know, anyway, I just look. Well, man, the season hasn't even started yet, and we just got drama, drama, drama. We got people making their comments, and you, you know, you run your little radio station, and you run your mouth, but see, I'm going too personal now. But anyway, just, let's just let the kids play. <laughs> don't, if you're an adult, don't bring something into a kid, okay? You're an adult. You got a problem? Go to an adult. If you, if you got a, a kid, a problem with a kid, let it go. It's 16, 17 year old kids, and we got grown men on here talking trash. Mm. You made me mad. I'm fired up. I don't really care, you know. So isn't that, that isn't that what me them mad. isn't that what the message boards are for? Those 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 forums talk about well, they just hide behind that too. Yeah. You know, whatever. Anyway, I mean, I mean, I not, that I, Kentucky, not that I would throw shade about that, but you know, just saying. I love Kentucky high school basketball, and I really am looking forward to this year because I think there's a lot of really good talent, and I think it's going to be a great year. Um, I'm really, I just. I just really hope we don't have the the issues that I'm afraid we're going to have with adults. Listen, John, the great year you know. become, I mean, follows great drama. You know, if you if you're hey, not, if they you hate, hey, if you're not doing something, they only hate you if you're doing something right. But anyway, right. yeah, there you, you go. know, you go ahead right. and Top do what five, you want to do, buddy. Top five. Um, I'll go first. Scott County number one, Trinity number two. Um. I think I'll go Cubcast 3. I think they're going to be better than people thinking. They graduated a lot. I'm going to go G5 is hard. 4 and 5 are really not hard even Not even UHA or Cubcast? No, not right now. Not Just, now. But you got to understand that's a different style of basketball. It's two different styles of basketball. Okay, okay. You okay. know, um, but uh, – I, I, a sleeper team for me who I think is a top five team is Henry Clay. I think Henry Clay's got a chance to be really good this year in the 11th region. Now, unfortunately, they play in the same district as Scott County and the same region as Scott County, you know, so they're going to um, have a whale to try and get past to, to, to get to the rough. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go um, a little outside the box here. I think Walton Verona's got a chance to, they got some really good guard play and they got a monster in the middle, man, and they, I really think they're good. they got a chance to be good. So that's the five I'm going to go with. If I and that's said obviously Verona, subject to change. I just got a question. If I had said Walton Verona, would you have roasted mm-hmm. me for it? No. Or, or do you really feel that strongly about it? I mean, I... Oh, I, I think I, they're going to be good this year. Okay. I, 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 I think they've got, they've got a 6, 11, 7-foot kid in the middle, and they got a guard that can handle it, and they got a guard that can shoot it. And that's a tough combination to deal with. That's I'm a, just surprised a, by your yeah. top three. I mean, Cubcast somewhere in the top five for me, you know, and, and nobody loves Cubcast more than I do. I mean, their their pep section is like, it's my header on Twitter. Um, but I, I still have Scott County, Trinity, and UHA up there in that, in that top three. I, I just can't, I can't really pick the four or five completely, Cubcast in there. But I just, you, you shocked me. You have shocked me. But we'll see how it plays out. We will. Josh, top five, top three, we got. My top five looks has some similarities to John's. I, I got uh I got uh Scott County one, uh Trinity two, 
going UHA three. Um, I think I think it's it's close. I I, I think you know, and I'll, I'll we'll caveat. I'll say that I think Scott County is. I think it's. I think it's theirs. I think it's. But I think they're loaded. I think they're they're. they're I, I think they're to me the the clear cut favorite. Mm. Uh, but then Trinity two, then I go UHA three. I got those splits. I go Cuffcast four. My fifth team, I struggle with this one. Four and five are really a struggle for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Warren Central, and I know that I'm gonna catch flight because there's 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 some regional bias there because of where I'm at. But that, there's an asterisk beside that. That's Ending Kobe Brent's eligibility, and, and right. he, he transferred in from Glasgow. Uh, he's a tremendously talented guard that can shoot it from pretty well anywhere on the floor. Uh, Dre Boyd came in from Adair County. Uh, just, just a really tremendous athlete. That uh, you know, for what they lost, uh, those two guys are high, extremely high-level players, and I think that they bring they bring them to the forefront of that region again, especially, you know, if Brent gets cleared, and he may already have been. I have to double-check on that. But I think because of the fact that, as much as anything, when you have to, you know, we've kind of mentioned in passing before, the, the fourth region, you know, a lot of folks in the fourth get a little missed about, you know, well, why, you know, why is it always Warren Central Bowling Green? And not my response is, well, because it's always Warren Central Bowling Green. So, uh, <laughs> well, until somebody, I mean, until somebody knocks one of them off when it matters, it's got to be, doesn't it? I mean, that's only yeah, fair. And, and it, absolutely. I mean, and when they play that district final, it's, you know, that's for the last multitude of years, it's, that's, that's been the region final as well. So, uh, I think it's, I think that's the case until, uh, until somebody knocks them off. So I would put Warren Central at five, and that's that's interchangeable with several other teams. But, you know, I think a dark horse that I had, you know, that I think could eventually be a top five team <laughs> might be John's favorite, LaRue County. Uh, just, I think they're I think oh. they're in the conversation, but I left them slightly out. And mainly because uh, – Well, they're out of mind. Got, I don't think they're going to win the region because I think Boo Brewer and Bardstown are going to win the fifth region. But that's for another show, and I'm doing that just to – I'm 100% doing that just to make someone mad, but I do kind of believe that. Anyway, go ahead. He, he's doing that yeah, for, the, for the drama. That's right. I'm all about the drama. There's talent. There's a lot of talent there. And when you have really good talent with uh, with really good coaching, I mean, they were the eyelash away from winning that region last year. And they brought, you know, the majority of the important pieces back to that. And you know, a lot of people don't don't know the name uh, Anthony Adkins. They should. He's a freak athlete. Uh, now, is that the kid that's going to U of L at football? Yeah, he's going to. He had a big breakout camp. Went to the went to Louisville's football camp and ended up getting an offer and ended up signing with them to play football. But he's a starter. He's a load. Uh, Mark Mark Good is a talented junior. Kind of like what Kayla mentioned. A lot of the talent in the fifth region uh, is. Uh, is, is maybe not the, in that senior class. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a guy named uh, John Shoulders at Hart County, and I'll talk about him, you know, when we do the region breakdowns. I think he's an, an, an overlooked and undervalued player for what he is. But uh, LaRue's, I think LaRue's got a chance to crack that top five. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's, you got that. Plus, you, you, know, you know, like you said, they've upgraded their schedule. Uh, I think he'll do, I think, yeah, I think there's a reason for that. It puts, they're more prepared for those situations, those late game situations against really talented teams that, that where they kind of, you know, lost it a little bit against John Harden last year. But I, I think they'll be in the mix as well. And 
again, outside of, I'm with Kayla, outside of my top three, I think that, that there's uh, probably four through ten top five. It, it could go that deep as far as any one of those top ten teams could be in the top five. Right. No doubt. I'm going to make a promise to Scott County, though, because I feel like I jinxed them last year. I'm going to stop saying it's theirs to lose because I was so wrong about that a billion times over last year. Now, I don't um, know if you were so wrong about it. I mean, they went 38-1 and got the championship game. They were good enough to do it. I just feel like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't like saying stuff about that, stuff like that about people. So I'm gonna stop. So you know, Scott County, you're good. You got well, a chance to do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna give you the bag right now. So okay. Well, thanks again, Josh, for joining us. We'll um, throughout the season we'll have a couple more people on. We'll introduce them as we go. We've got people kind of peppered throughout the state. It's gonna be a fun year for us. Fun year for you guys. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast because it will give you notifications on your iPhone every time we post one. Um, you know, you may be just you may be just clicking the link for right now and listening to it as is. But if you'll go in iTunes and subscribe to it, you'll it'll get it'll get it to you before it does everybody else every single week. So you know, we began this season. This is season two. We're going to give you one every week from here out. Um, just look for them on Monday or Tuesday mornings. And you know, good to be back, guys. Appreciate you guys having me. I'm glad to be a part of it. It's, it's, my, it's one of my favorite times of the year, and I'm, I'm glad to jump on board with you guys. It's awesome. Good. All right, John, you got anything? Go Tops. <laughs>